Good morning, everybody. Uh, appreciate y'all hanging in there, man. Uh, 2020, we're off and running, man. I uh, want to talk to you some more today about uh, Mind Shift Mojo. And all I mean by that is that as you, as you work to adjust your thoughts from the untruths, half-truths, mistruths that life's put in there and uh, kind of conform your reality to God's, how it builds momentum in your life. And uh, I love the word momentum. I'm an old science teacher. And that word, you know, the old formula is mass times velocity. Mass times velocity. In other words, the, 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 the content times the speed and direction. And it makes a, a locomotive unstoppable. Um, and I want you to be unstoppable when it comes to moving toward what God wants for you in your relationships, in your relationship with him, in your relationship with yourself and others, um, in your pursuit of your potential. Um, every one of us, including myself, lives with the reality that um, there's more. There's more to me, there's more in me, and there's more God wants to do through me. And here's the deal, guys, that's okay. Uh, the sad thing is if you thought you didn't have any more potential, and that's part of the problem, is that some of us think we don't, we are in a storehouse of the goodness of God. And you are. Uh, God has put things in you that he wants life to bring out. Sorry, I got something tickling my eye here. So we start talking about the first of the year, we start talking about toxins. And um, a, a toxin, it, it is a poison. But for the sake of my, making my point, I'm going to say it's not. Meaning, a toxin is something that isn't necessarily going to kill you. Like, uh, you know, uh, certain poisons will kill you in seconds and things like that. A toxin is something that builds up in your system. And it affects the way your systems work. You know, you can build up toxins in your blood. And they'll affect the way your blood carries what you need and eliminates what you need. There's toxins that can build up in your liver, your kidneys, etc., your brain, um, and they 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 don't necessarily kill you, but they weaken or obstruct your ability to function in a healthy, effective way, and they uh, they torment you. They cause pain and 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 just creakiness, you might say, in the way that our bodies and minds operate. Well, I believe there's soul toxins. I believe there's thought toxins. I believe there's things that you can think, there's things that you can focus on, there's things that you can uh, almost unconsciously, and I guess truthfully, unconsciously, there's truth, little t, that you can repeat to yourself often enough that it becomes a part of your lived reality, and uh, it's a toxin to everything you care about, everything that matters to you. Um, what makes a toxin dangerous? Now, here's the interesting thing. Some things are, are toxins, but they aren't a problem until they pass a certain relative amount, meaning dosage or concentration. In other words, we're, we're exposed to toxins physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, all the time. What makes things a problem is when specific toxins build up in our system. And of course, I'm not, I'm not talking about your physical. I'm using the physical as an illustration. 
I'm talking about your soul. And what happens over time is we have toxins that build up and, um, and, and that's a, you know, problem. So what we've been trying to do is talk about how do you start identifying your toxins? How do you start filtering out your toxins or counteracting your toxins with, uh, antidotes, if you will. Um, there's a, there's a common toxin floating in our culture right now. And I don't know if you're into the whole uh, pre-modern, modern, post-modern, and then now there's people talking about post-post-modern. Uh, the bottom line is it's, 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 a, it's a, a way of thinking, a way of approaching and engaging reality uh, that has permeated a culture. And um, modern was uh, kind of what most of us would, would, would be used to, and that is that that things science would be a a key component of the modern philosophy or mindset, and that is that you know things were based on laws and principles and et cetera. Well, what happened in, and it and it created kind of a rigid black and white um, mentality toward everything, including religion, relationship, everything, and and that's not always uh, good. But postmodernism as a reaction to modernism, comes along and says, well, uh, I, don't, I don't buy that. I don't buy that science is the answer to everything. Science explains everything. I believe there's more to reality than, than what science can measure, count, explain, etc. And, and, you know, I, I think there's some good in that. But there's, a, there's an interesting phrase that you hear a lot in our culture right now, and it's this phrase, my truth. Well, that's my truth. Well, <laughs> by very definition, truth is something that exists independent of you, independent of anything. Truth is something that's real uh, from whatever angle you look at it, in whatever time period you look at it. Uh, in other words, something can be true, but not the truth. Meaning, um, uh, you know, it's true that you know, it's cloudy out today. Well, it's not the truth that it's cloudy every day. And that's not a good example. So forgive me for that one. But, but here's the thing, my truth. Uh, gosh, I'd love to just chase that one down in its fullness because, uh, think about the, think about the arrogance of that statement. My truth. What concerns me is that we don't have any truth that we measure my truth against, and um, it puts each and there's seven, you know, seven billion-ish people on the planet. Um, <laughs> we can't all have our truth, man. Uh, it's just it just doesn't work that way. And here's the thing: some of what's in your head that you live as if you believe is true. Number one is unconscious to you. Some of it you're not even aware that you believe. Some of it is just outright wrong. And um, so part of this whole anti-toxin campaign we're on is recognizing that, you know, you've got to find, you've got to find a source of truth outside of yourself. One of my favorite scriptures, John 8, 31 and 32, uh, Jesus said to those Jews who believed that if, you know, if I was speaking to a live audience, I'd dwell there a minute if is a conditional statement, meaning that there's, there's, there's a posture of heart that, that must be entered into 
that will make the rest of this thought a reality. So he says, if you continue in my word. Now, what does he mean? What he's actually saying, I believe he's referring to what we would call scripture, the Bible. Uh, he's saying that if you continue, that word continue means abide, live, make your home in. And what he's saying is if you if you seek to build your life in and based upon my word, my, my revelation of reality. In other words, my, my take on, here's the thing, we believe God created everything that is. Well, it'd probably be good to learn how to let him explain what he created and explain how it works and explain where you fit in it and explain where you're, in a, where you're cooperating with it and where you're fighting against it. Um, so if you continue my word, then you're my disciples. If you continue my word, then, if then, obviously a conditional statement. If you continue my word, then you are my disciples. What does that mean? If you make my word, scripture, is what I would believe, and I've read lots of other uh, spiritual perspectives, particularly before I became a Christian, and I'll be quite honest with you, I've never found anything that explains the panorama of history as well as Scripture does. Now, I just got to be honest with you, part of why that doesn't make sense to some people is the church has done a lousy job explaining that. The church has told what I call a poopy story. We haven't really stuck to the biblical narrative and how amazing it is. And to be honest with you, how, how much sense it makes and then, here's, here's my test, can you use it to look at history? All the craziness, the wars, the creativity, the, the advancements, all of history, does the story that you're selling explain it in a rational way? And I'll be honest with you, there's some of the prevailing theological postures out there that I don't think do that. Now, what I want to do sometime is do some prolonged programming like this where we talk about some of those things. But uh, it'd probably be a little unsettling for some of you because I think there's some foundational presuppositions, meaning uh, uh, something you think and believe that's sort of, well, we disagree here, yeah, but we do because of a presupposition over here. And forgive me if I'm sounding whatever, but you got to dig a little deeper if you really want to be set free because you've got to find those toxins. And I believe we have personal toxins. And I would have to say that as a church, we have corporate toxins, just things that we believe that have weakened us and keep us from enjoying all that God wants for us. We're going to come back to eight, John 8 next week, but uh, love you guys. And I so enjoy doing this every week. All right. Later, ma'am.